Okay, welcome to another Live the Patriots podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Pizzelli, and thank God that it is Sunday, and we can finally play this game. Brady Manning, 15, and there is so much to talk about. I'm going to try and keep this one short and not as long-winded because I've thought about what I want to say, and I think everyone's talked about this game so much this whole week, and now the perfect picture of what to expect from this game has kind of formed in my mind. Um, So first off, I I was speaking with, uh, with someone this week about Brady and Manning and how this is a legacy game and the importance of this game for both players and yada, 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 all, all of the, the Brady Manning hype and how they stand. And, you know, obviously the arguments have already cropped up and happened and the debate's been raging all week as it's been raging for years now is who's better, Brady or Manning, and where do they stand in their all-time standings. And out of these debates, I kind of finally settled on my opinion and what I think. And this is this is what I think as of right now. And I'll get into why I think things can change. Um, but personally, I believe that Brady, regardless of what happens Sunday or the rest of the season or maybe pretty much going forward, uh, has kind of cemented his place among the NFL elite and can rank anywhere in the top three. And those top three I put as Brady, Montana, and Elway. And Elway I put up there because... He played in five Super Bowls. He was consistently good for a very long time uh, and obviously won the, the last two at the, at the end of his career before walking out the door. Um, but I kind of put Elway in that number three spot. And Brady Montana, uh, obviously Brady still has more time to, to win more and maybe win another championship and, and put up more numbers. Uh, so right now Montana has to be number one because of what he did in his career. But Brady is kind of like 1B. So they're 1A and 1B. Uh, and Brady, obviously, I think I think can pass Montana. Um, and even now, you may even want to put him above Montana. But that's a whole separate argument. Um, and there's no arguing that Brady and Manning are the greatest quarterbacks of this generation, which I'll also get into. I wrote an article about that on the blog. Um, however, in terms of all-time standing, Manning still has a lot of work to do. Brady already has three rings. He's got two more Super Bowl appearances on top of that. This will be his eighth AFC Championship game. Um, and Brady's never is never going to be known as being a choker or someone who can't get it done or can't win the big one. And because he already has three rings and he's brought teams that, you know, regardless when history looks back, Brady will be looked at as a clutch quarterback who did incredible things, sometimes with average or less than average talent. And you look at that oh one team was not uh, an incredibly talented team on the offensive side of the ball, but Brady manages to guide them to a Super Bowl. Uh, and, and even Brady at the time, no one could have imagined he was the quarterback that he'd become. Um, but Brady has done more with less, and that's kind of been the narrative. Manning, however, has had all of the tools throughout his career, um, and he's put up godlike regular season and career stats. However, that's never really translated into Super Bowls. Manning, in my opinion, has much more to lose this weekend than Brady, whereas Brady, I think, has kind of cemented himself already amongst the NFL elite. Manning is still fighting all of these national perceptions as a choker or a guy who can't get it done, and uh, this stigma, uh, especially the stigma against the Patriots and Brady, 
you know, while Brady already has his reputation and legacy pretty well set, Manning is going to have to fight this stigma until he wins another Super Bowl. And, and even still then, I mean, I think the only way Manning kind of gets out of this is if he plays really well and the Broncos win a Super Bowl. You know, currently Manning's legacy is that of a great statistical quarterback, but one who can't carry a team in the playoffs with multiple one-and-dones and a history of choking away games or, or performing poorly in big games. That's why I think he needs to play really well uh, and to have the Broncos win in order for him to you know, kind of get over this. Uh, even in the lone Super Bowl he won, his performance was not that great. His performance actually the entire postseason was not even that stellar. He was carried by an incredible running game and a defense that somehow stepped up and was able to stop the run and get people off the field on third down uh, out of nowhere. Um, so really this game... Brady can only add to his legend and legacy this Sunday. Manning is, as far as all-time legend, Manning is fighting to change his and the national perception. You know, Brady, Brady, like I said, has earned his place in the discussion for all-time greats already. Right now, I see Manning as more comparable to Favre um, than the likes of Brady, Montana, and Elway. I mean, look at Favre. Favre won one championship, put up incredible career numbers, was a great statistical quarterback, um, but is never going to be considered an all-time great. Why? Because he was a gunslinger, and he he had a history of choking in the playoffs, of not coming up big in the big situations. And, I mean, you, you wouldn't even imagine, like, comparing Manny to Favre. There's no comparison. But if you look at really what they've both done so far, that's kind of it. I mean, Favre got back to another Super Bowl and lost. Um you know, these, these they're more comparable right now than guys like Brady and Montana and, and even Elway, who Manning is playing under right now. Um, but all of that can change in a few weeks. Manning could go out and light it up tonight, and the Broncos win, and then he could go and light it up in the Super Bowl with this offense that he has, and he'll have two out of three rings, and, you know, every all of a sudden everything's a little bit different. Um, but... I wanted to, you know, one, one thing I think is interesting though, as far as all-time matchups, when you look at this, this is the first time in AFC Championship history that you have a Super Bowl-winning quarterback playing a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. It's hard to believe, but if you go back and look, there has never been in the AFC a quarterback that's won the Super Bowl and another quarterback that's won the Super Bowl already playing each other again in an AFC title game. It's the first time, and it's only happened four other times. It's happened. With Montana and Theismann, Montana and McMahon, and Favre and uh, Young uh, in, in the 90s. So what that says is that it's a testament to how hard it is to win and be successful and get back to these big games uh, in general, but also after you've won a Super Bowl already. So what I think that adds to this game is that history shows us that that doesn't really happen a lot. And... These two quarterbacks who are already in the twilights of their careers, carrying both of their teams. I don't think we're ever going to see Brady Manning. We may see them play each other again next year. Who knows what the schedule is going to be. But you'll never see, I, I'm willing to bet, both of these teams play each other or Brady and Manning play each other again under such high stakes. And so this is going to be, I think, the most epic, the most important. Uh, and it's going to be probably another classic game, as all Brady Manning games are. And quickly, I want to get into what I see as the matchups. The Patriots, I think, have the advantage to start this game because they've been running the ball down people's throats, and the Broncos are going to come out. They have to expect that. But I think the Patriots can come out. 
They could run the ball three times, go three and out, come off the field. But then they could come on the field the next time and spread it out and try and go with four wide receivers. I think the Patriots have the advantage of the Bron- of they can switch it up. They can run the ball. They could pass the ball. They could come out and, and be so multiple and, and do anything they want that I think early you can catch this Broncos defense off guard. And that's where I think if the Patriots want to win this game, they have to take advantage early of throwing the ball early and running the ball early. And I think they have to get a lead. They have to. You're on the road. You're playing Manning. Make him think. Get up early. I think the Patriots have the advantage early as far as having the deep Broncos defense off balance and not knowing what to expect. I do expect, just like I said last time, there's going to be a couple of big play action plays in there uh, into the game plan where they're saying we want to hit this for either a really big play or a touchdown. Um, and they waited a long time to run it. Last time it was a deep, deep ball to Amendola when they were backed up. Uh, so maybe they come out with another one of those plays. Uh, and, and who knows if if Dobson or um, Tompkins can go? Maybe it's one of those guys instead of Amendola with the torn groin getting run down. Uh, we're looking at like a seventy, eighty yard touchdown. But obviously this Broncos defense is bad, uh, just as bad maybe as the Patriots defense is bad. But I think they're worse. Uh, they're not as bad as the Colts defense, but they're somewhere maybe in the middle. And I think the Patriots. All they have to do is execute their game plan, but they have to execute at a high level. You need guys to step up. Shane Vereen needs to step up. I think a guy who's under the radar right now, like I said, if they come out and go multiple wide receivers, Austin Collie could have a really big game. Write that down, Austin Collie. He's been good for two or three really, really clutch catches uh, in big games. And this is going to be the biggest game of the year, so I can't see why not. On the flip side, I think the Patriots are going to come out and run pretty much the same defense they ran last time. They're going to dare Manning to run the ball and check off. And I wonder if it would be in Peyton's head, gosh, we did this last time. Am I really just going to keep handing the ball off, handing the ball off, handing the ball off? Or am I, or should I just hold it myself and try and pass against these guys in this in this look? And then you're passing into an eight- or nine-man you know, coverage front. Who knows? Um, I do think no matter what, you're playing Peyton Manning in this defense. <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. Uh, this defense, no matter what, uh, can give up points, um, and they've given up anywhere in the range of 20 to 24 points. So if they play their best game, which I think they'll be prepared to do, that's what I'm going to expect, 20 to 24 points. Um, getting into kind of my prediction now and expectations, I think the Patriots are going to win this game. I have had a good feeling about it all week. That hasn't changed. Um I think the Patriots are on a roll right now. And they're coming in. They're the underdog. They have nothing to lose. They're playing with house money. They, uh, I think all the pressure is on, on Peyton. And, you know, Cedric Maxwell says it all the time on Celtics teams. Pressure burst pipes. And I think all the pressure is on the Broncos right now. You're the best team all year. Record-setting offense. All these expectations. You know, it. once you get into a heavyweight fight and maybe things start not going away, what happens? Do they crumble? Uh, do they rise to the occasion? You know, this you, you, all of your weaknesses get exposed in the playoffs. And I think right now the Patriots are playing a style of game where the weaknesses of no wide receivers and basically and a, a poor running defense uh, kind of don't matter. <laughs> They've just been running the ball at people and down people's throat no matter who they're playing. And I think that this defense is going to find a way to make plays. Manning's good for one pick a game. That's what he's thrown career-wise in the playoffs is pretty much one or two picks a game. 
uh, on average. So they're going to have their opportunities. And I just think the Patriots are, are going to capitalize on them. And I'll tell you why I think the Patriots are going to win, and then I'll give you their, the, the final score of what I expect. I've, I've thought all along that if Brady needs to pass Montana and get his fourth ring and cement his legacy, how's he going to do it? Well, one, he's going to have to go through Manning, which is what's happening right now. He's going to have to play Peyton Manning in an AFC title game, and he's going to have to settle the argument once and for all. All right, I'm better than you. Done. It's over. I beat you. I'm going to my sixth Super Bowl. Uh, the argument is over. Then what has to happen? Well, I think if Brady's going to cement his legacy as the best ever, if he's going to win a fourth Super Bowl, what team better to do it against than the team that he grew up watching, the team that he idolized, the quarterback, and the team that he probably could face in Super Bowl Sunday, and the San Francisco 49ers. I see no better way or more fitting way for Brady to cement his legacy than against Joe Montana's own team, the team that he, the you know, Joe Montana, the guy that he idolized growing up and the team that he was a fan of when he was a kid. It seems that's that's my storybook ending for the season is Brady playing the 49ers and beating the 49ers in the Super Bowl for Brady to ascend to all-time greatest. That's been the story that's kind of been stuck in my head and how I just see things possibly playing out. So I've already given you there my NFC Championship prediction, which would be the 49ers over the Seahawks, uh, which would be an upset. Um, And, yeah, I'm going with the underdogs this week. Patriots over the Broncos uh, to get to their sixth Super Bowl uh, in this Belichick-Brady era. Uh, and I just see the Patriots finding a way to put up 30-something points on the board um, and then being able to hold the Broncos to 20-something. It's going to be – this is going to be a close game. Uh, all the Patriots games have been close. Even that Colts game was close in the fourth quarter. You didn't feel like, oh, yeah, they're on top. It's a blow. It wasn't a blow until the very, very end. Um, so this game will be no different. It's going to be close. It's going to go back and forth. Um, and – you. I won't rest. The Patriots could be up 35 points with seven minutes to go. I won't rest until there's zeros on the clock because it's still Manning on the other side. Um, no matter what, these two guys, we might not see them play each other again. Um, and it, it is a legacy game because the legacy of them being the two greatest quarterbacks, at least of this generation, um, like I said about never being able to get back to conference championships again. Um, enjoy it. Soak it in. Uh, definitely DVR this game or, or, or already pre-order your uh, NFL Films package to, to make sure you, know, you have this one to watch uh, in the future because I, I believe it's going to be another classic game. Down to the wire, Patriots, I feel, 31-28, maybe a late field goal uh, by Steven Guskowski to lift them over the Broncos and head to their sixth Super Bowl. Uh, it's it's going to be a big one. And that's a wrap, I guess. Uh, check back here throughout the game on Twitter, at LiveThePatriots, for constant updates and analysis of the game as it's going on. And then check back in tomorrow for my recap podcast. And hopefully we're talking about a sixth Super Bowl appearance for Brady and Belichick. Go Patriots. Go Patriots.